What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Coming to you off the late night, Sunday. Uh, New Orleans and Green Bay just wrapped up. Green Bay winning that game uh, 37-30. to 30. Um, This is our NFL Week 3 tidbits show. <laughs> and this is where the gentleman and myself give our thoughts on our respective teams performances today so without further ado i'm gonna throw it over to bj who's gonna talk about his buffalo bills performance in a 35 32 win over the la rams bj take it away brother hey what's up everybody good afternoon good morning good evening whatever time of the day or night you listen to this this is your boy bj with the sideline junkies and this is my parts of bits of week number three buffalo bills edition um the buffalo bills are victorious today 35 to 32 over the la rams and if you didn't see the game and you see 35 32 you, you know good game and tight game uh, buffalo over the rams which was <clears throat> excuse me, one of their first of many tests during the season. They have some top-tier teams that they're, they're coming on to play. Uh, Ravens, Chiefs, Titans. Um, I can't remember. It's another one I'm, I'm forgetting. But I watched this whole game, and I'm going to try to not get too riled up, but Buffalo was up 28-3 to at one point. All right. Um, in the beginning of the season, I picked Buffalo to win AFC East at 11-5. and five. Um, <clears throat> I never thought that they would still walk over the Patriots, even though um, Tom Brady's gone. Um, still got Bill Belichick, still got Cam Newton, and that's going to be a test in a couple of weeks. I think we're playing about, I think it's the uh, 1st of November, I believe. So, Bills are rolling 28-3. Let me tell you something I noticed on the very first... Rams drive um, when they had when they were on offense driving down the field they absolutely had their way with the Buffalo defense um, Henderson at one point he finished the game with 20 attempts 114 5.7 average that does not tell you the true story he was over six yards average for a lot of that game he was absolutely gashing the Bills defense um, and I don't want to take credit away from the Rams offensive line because obviously they did a hell of a job but that Buffalo Bills defensive line that defensive front and this is with Tremaine Edmonds back Matt Milano back were absolutely gutted today and it's starting to see a trend is getting worse every week and Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, and whoever else is, you know, the big dogs on the team that's responsible, they have to sit down and figure out why this team is getting complacent with big leads. Once again, this should have this game should have been over. 28-3, they let their foot off the gas, not even to go to cruise control. They stopped the car and got out and, and started picking flowers in the field and the Rams caught right back up with them took the lead at 38 to 28 
Um, there was a bogus pass interference slash interception call on Buffalo. <sighs> Josh Allen trying to make a play, threw it up to Tyler Croft, which he caught. So he catches the ball, goes down to the ground. So I, in my eyes, I didn't see anything that was said the LA Ram guy took the ball in the air. It looked like he took the ball on the ground. So it's no definitive evidence that he took the ball, right? So once you catch the ball and hit the ground, I'm thinking the play is over. Tyler Croft did push off. So I think it was Tyler Croft. He pushed off. So it was pass interference. It should have went back Buffalo ball. The refs called pass interference and an interception. But like I said, it looked like to me the L.A. Ram guy that took the ball, uh, I forgot his name, did it while they were on the – after he hit the ground. So I thought that was a bad call. The other call influenced the, the game, the uh, decision of the game, and that was with Buffalo driving, trying to get the win, trying to take the lead. They called pass interference. Now, in real time, it looks ticky-tacky. When you go back and look at the play from where the line of scrimmage is to – where the Ram defender versus where the Buffalo Bill defender was, he did still have his hands on him at the five yards. So I still think it's ticky-tacky, but I think it was the right call. Um, once again, a game where Josh Allen had made me a believer. <laughs> 311 yards, four touchdowns, a lone interception. He was sacked four times. He was hurried a bunch of other times. I, I don't have that, that stat in front of me, but I want to say he was hurried over six times, um, especially in the second half. The Rams came out to play in the second half and won it that game. And Aaron Donald, 99, he was quiet in the first half. He started showing his presence in the second half. Strip sack, um, hurrying Allen, sacks, everything. He was there. He was all over the place. And I would expect nothing less of him. Um, another positive game where Josh Allen only tried to run four times, eight yards. I, I want to see that. He's winning from the pocket. We know he can run with his legs. We know he can make plays. And I think going into his third year, you can tell that he's trying to not force it as much. He had a couple plays where um, he's still trying to spin out of sacks and stuff, and it's like, just throw the ball away. Live to fight another down instead of possibly fumbling the ball or you know, throwing it up for grabs like he did Tyler Croft where, you know, they gave them the interception and stuff. Just throw the ball away. Live to fight another down, play the field position game, and it's something he's going to have to learn. It's only I got to keep reminding myself it's only his third year. Devin Singletary, 13 for 71, 5.5 a clip. Um, T.J. Yeldon came in for three carries, 18 yards. Um, Cole Beasley, six receptions, 100 yards. Uh, Diggs, four for 49, a touchdown. Tyler Croft, four receptions, two touchdowns. And Smith, the tight end, one reception, the, t the game-winning TD. Um, Buffalo got a lot to work on. They have a lot to work on. This is not going to be a um, – they have to learn how to close out games. This is the third straight week. The Jets, the first week, they gave the Jets some momentum to work with. Miami last week, 
they gave them some momentum. They definitely gave the Rams all the momentum in the world back. And I got to give Buffalo credit. You know, they could have folded once they lost the lead. You know, you're talking about 25 unanswered points. Was it 25 unanswered points? Yeah, I think it was 25 unanswered. No, 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 it wasn't. I'm sorry, it was 28 unanswered points. I think. Okay. It's one of them. So that's the second time. The Jets had a, the first game, the Jets had a, a slew of unanswered points to try to come back and beat them. They got to figure out that, that they, they have to figure that out. They have to figure that out whether you're going to open up the playbook and stomp on their necks or you're going to be conservative, try to run the play clock out. It's like they don't know what they want to do. Next week, they go to Vegas to play the, the Raiders. And that's a solid football team. They just came off of beating the Saints. I believe they lost today. But that's a good football team, well coached. Um, and then here's the stretch I'm talking about. They got to play in Tennessee. Kansas City comes to them. And then another bout with the Jets. And then November 1st, the first bout with New England. And then right after the New England game, they get Seattle at home. Then Arizona, they have to go to Arizona. They have a brutal stretch. So I have to give credit where credit is due. They just beat one of the top NFC teams. Okay, Sean McVay is not a joke. And we saw that today, game planning. Um, Robert Woods, I forgot about Robert Woods. Robert Woods had three carries for 30 yards, I believe. Yeah, three carries for 30 yards, 10, 10 a carry. He was, he was gashing it. Five receptions, 74 yards, a touchdown. A cup for the Rams, nine receptions, 107, a touchdown. Jared Goff looked good. 23 of 32, 321, two touchdowns and interception. He looked good. He looked good. Very impressed with Buffalo. Also worried. Like I said, the one unit that I was sold on going into this season was the defensive unit. I said, there's no questions there for me. They were a top 10 unit last year. They're solid, um, but now I don't want to set the dumpster on fire, but I'm looking at it because it is some cause for concern on that defense. Um, Trey White got beat for a touchdown by Cooper Cup. Um, you know, it just they look bad today. They got gashed in the air on and on the ground all day, and I noticed it from the very first drive. So. Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, they're going to have to tighten their defense up. They're going to have to figure out something on that defensive line because they were almost non-existent the whole game. Um, they could, it was, especially in the second half, Jared Goff was just sitting back there picking them apart, and you cannot have that. So, good win, 3-0. Very good win, very good win. Sometimes the ball has to bounce away. You know, we can say that the refs, you know, help kind of decision of the game. It is what it is. You know, it just happened to bounce the Bills way this time. Um, maybe not so much next time. Um, the offensive line for the Buffalo Bills, I give them a D minus today. Even though they were going against one of the, no, I'm not going to say one of the, the best defensive tackle in the league. And Aaron Donald. Um, that's the defense. That's the offensive line I, I remember 
in the Texans game, playoff game last year, where they just got shredded by the Texans D-line. That's what I saw again today. So both offensive line, defensive line, that has to tighten up. Josh Allen, from what I'm seeing, this was a game where not only Buffalo fans and L.A. Rams fans were watching, the whole league was watching this game because they wanted to see if Buffalo was for real. And offensively, ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills have arrived for 2020. That is as good as offense I've seen in the last 25 years. Um, I dare to say the best offense I've seen in 25 years. I actually could probably say that through three games, this is the best offense I've seen in 25 years. So that says a lot. I think we found um, our QB, our franchise QB. I love his progression. It's night and day. Um, he stepped up on a big stage today, calm, where he could have folded. They took a big sack at that, that last drive. Still got them down there. So kudos to him. Kudos to the, the rest of the team. They know they got to work some work to do. It's only the third game. Take it a day at a time, a game at a time. Figure out where your flaws are because the other teams that's coming in there with these good coaches, uh, Harbaugh with Baltimore, um, Vrabel with Tennessee, these are good coaches that are going to watch this film and say, okay, I, I see a chink in the armor right there. We're coming after that. So got to be ready for that, and I think they will be. I think they they can feel that, that momentum. They just got to figure out they're a young team. They got to figure out how to keep it going and not get too big-headed. So that's all for me, ladies and gentlemen. That is BJ's. They call me the balls, BJ. Um, that's my bits of week three Buffalo Bills edition. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And like I always say, uh, thank y'all for all the support, the listens, the shares, the likes, all y'all do. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to keep bringing it. We're going to keep bringing it for y'all, you know. And we're going to do our best to keep it, keep y'all entertained. So that's my portion, portion of it. Y'all have a good night, day, whatever it is. And be safe. All right, all right, all right. BJ coming through with the ambiance of the great outdoors in the background is a great uh, theme music. Absolutely love to hear that. Um, next up, the man of the hour, Delante, talking about his Broncos who dropped a, a tough one today to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 28-10. to 10. Delante, take it away. What's up, everybody? It's Delante, uh, representing the sideline junkies, um, bringing you a quick uh, tidbit. Well, my tidbit for week three of the NFL season. Um, it's 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 tough uh, being a Denver Broncos fan. Um, the game against the Buccaneers wasn't even close. wasn't even questioned. Um, Pretty tragic effort. Um, then again, you know, we have our starting QB, running back, wide receiver, cornerback, outside linebacker, um, you know, all out um, for long periods of time as well as the season. So it's going to be tough. Uh, I think the Eagles, um, that situation, I think everybody should kind of 
uh, check out that quarterback um, issue is Jalen Hurts, I believe, will probably be playing at some point. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles give up on Carson Wentz. Um, sounded good, you know, looked good for the first couple of seasons, but, you know, man, it's just, it, it ain't, it ain't panning out. You know what I'm saying? Either this kid is injured or like this season, just five interceptions in three games and you're supposed to be the great Carson Wentz. Like, it ain't working. Um, also the Redskins, uh, tough loss, tough loss. Um, they were up 20 to 17. Um, I, I basically, uh, did a, uh, shot like move with a spin with the, the rain coming down. And then, you know, once it was said and done, it was 31 to 20, uh, Cleveland, you know, to my surprise, uh, I'm trying to think what else, um, yeah, man, as far as my Broncos go, you know, it's 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 going to be another long season, but I think this is going to be painfully long because of the injuries. Um, so, you know, just we got to see, uh, you know, how it pans out. Maybe a miracle will happen. Most likely it won't. Um, I know on Twitter uh, some of my fellow Bronco um, <clears throat> followers – um, I already mentioned and tank for Trevor. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's only week three. Like it's super early. We're not even done with the first quarter of the season yet. So, um, you know, tank for Trevor. No, I, you know, Drew Locke. He's still young, man. Still young. You know, we don't need to draft a quarterback. You know, like for what? You know, we need to draft a right tackle, um, and probably and possibly start looking for Von Miller's replacement because he. Age-wise, he's getting up there. Um, I know it's not fair. You know, he's only 30, but <clears throat> next season will be his last season on his contract. He'll be a restricted free agent. So, you know, a lot of tough decisions that need to be made. Um, of course, you know, as you get older, you know, you lose a step of three. So, you know, it remains to be seen if exactly what happens with Vaughn. But, you know... I don't know, man. It's just we play again Thursday against the Jets, and I can you know assure all you know each and every one of you, we lose that game. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 afraid to say how re- how root react, but it's not gonna be pretty. Uh, everybody take care. You know, continue the social distance, all that. And, uh, yeah, if your team's winning, uh, congratulations. If your team's like me and hasn't won yet this season, hang in there. Hang in there. Um, But if your team loses again, like, you know, like mine's, you lose again, you know, call the the office. You know, like the front office, the the number's on Google. You know what I'm saying? And call, demand that some of those people in power get fired, you know, because they don't have your team's best interests at heart. John Elway. All right, y'all take it easy. All right, Delonte coming through with straight fire as usual, talking about his Broncos. Next up, it's me <laughs> trying to dis- dissect uh, Washington football team's performance today against the Browns. But before we get into that, got to pay some bills, take a break. And when we come back on the other side of the break, 
I'm diving right into it head first and just going to go <sighs> ham. Let's just let's just say what it is. I'm going ham off the being pissed off that we lost the way we did today. So stay tuned. You're listening to Sideline Junkies NFL Week 3 tidbits with the big guy KG. And just like that, we are back. Now, as promised, I promised that I was going to go ham. So let me sit back in my seat here and get ready to dissect this L, which dropped my team, the Washington football team, the one and two on the season. Um, Lost to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland today, 34 to 20, gave up 17 points. In the fourth quarter, 17 points in the second quarter. They were down 17-7 at the half. Came out third quarter, kind of sort of rolling. Scored 13 and went up 20-17. But after that, the wheels fell off. Um, Five turnovers today. (sighs) Haskins contributed to four of the turnovers. Uh, he was 21 and 37, 224, two touchdowns, two pretty touchdowns to uh, Dontrell Inman and three INTs and a fumble. Um, let's start with Haskins. Um, video. I think that could hinder him more than it helps him because you got to think about his confidence. You got to think about he is really still a rookie. He played six games last year. He doesn't even have a full season under his belt. He's got to go through trials and tribulations to get better. So benching him now is proving what? That you don't have any faith in him. You don't have any confidence in him. You don't support him. So... I need everybody to back off of that because he's at a a point in his development where he could regress and that could be pretty bad. So give it, give, give it some time. Let, let him go. Let him make his mistakes and he has to learn from those mistakes. And I'm, I'm sure Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, they're talking to him. They're getting him coached up because he's playing better this season that he did in the six games he did last season because he was dealing with a coach to start out his career that didn't want him. Coach Cal tried to groom him, for lack of a better term, but Coach Cal wasn't going to be here long term. They weren't going to bring Callahan back last season. Callahan is actually in Cleveland coaching their O-line. So and I'm sure he had a little bit to do with the game plan, how the game plan against Dwayne. But that calls for him to be benched, cut it out, stop it. Get yourselves together. At the first sign of trouble, you run away from pretty much your franchise quarterback because he was drafted 15th overall last year's draft. So you don't run away from your franchise. That's what he is right now. And 
people saying, well, start Kyle Allen. If Kyle Allen was so good to start off break, he would have beat Dwayne out in this truncated training camp. But take it back even further, he wouldn't even be with Washington. He'll still be in Carolina as a starter down there if he was so good. Uh, like I said in the video, Alex Smith has a case of drop foot. So I don't see him taking over. So cut that out too. Let Dwayne do his thing. Let him learn to 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 win. Let him learn to play the proper way. Don't try to sit him down so quickly. All right. Now looking at the rest of the offense here, uh, Antonio Gibson ran the ball very well. Not enough carries in my opinion. He only it was nine for forty nine, uh, five point four yards and a touchdown. Uh, Gandy Golden had a carry for 22 yards. Very good. Uh, ending the round. Um, and I've been waiting to see that. Uh, McKissick, 5 for 15. Wright was 1 for 6. McLaurin had 1 for 3. Uh, Peyton Barber, 3 for 6. Uh, Terry McLaurin was 4 catches, 83 yards. Like I said, Dontrell Emmett, 3 catches, 38 yards, 2 of them for touchdown. <sighs> Offensively, it's like the offense can click, but I knew I knew it was going to take about. I hope it don't take eight games, but it's going to take a few games for that offense to really, really click. Um, I like what I saw flashes of today, and I'm just hoping you know it's more. And throwing the three picks, he stared down a receiver each time. Like, he, he just was fixated on it. Knew where he was going to go pre-snap and didn't even change his mind. So, that really kind of made it a, a rough go, okay? Uh, defensively, we lost uh, Matt Ioannidis and Chase Young. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Chase Young, just a strain growing, not a serious little rest, little ice. I'm not sure about Ioannidis. I've been looking, but I haven't found anything about him just yet. But those are big blows. Um, But the rest of the D-line stepped up. Uh, Jonathan Allen had a sack. Uh, seven tackles, John Bostic uh, with the linebackers. Five tackles, Deron Payne, three tackles. Uh, Sweat, three tackles and a sack. Uh, settled two tackles. You know, they, they were doing pretty good for three quarters. And then all of a sudden, it's like they, they didn't know how to tackle because Chubb and, and, and Kareem Hunt started getting loose. And that was it. And, I mean, that was the backbreaker right there. That was the backbreaker. Uh, on the defensive side, uh, Troy Apke, everybody's calling for him to be replaced. Uh, possibly with Cameron Curl. Uh, I seen a friend of the show, Keithy from the block. Keith, he said uh, he would like.
Apke has to go back to the drawing board. And you're going to have to break down his mechanics and build him back up. That's the only way this is going to work. And it's going to take a little time. But you can do this in season. You can work with him and turn him into an absolute monster. Uh, the other safety spot, Landon Collins. I love how he was sticking his nose in places, but I need him to wrap up. Don't go for the knockout blow. If you're going to do it, go for the knockout blow and drive through him. Come on, fundamentals. Fundamentals. Keep your head up. Drive through him. You know, put your face mask in the defender's chest. That's what you do. Uh, I just... <sighs> Professor Lucky called me after the game was over. And we had a, a nice conversation talking about Ron Rivera. And he asked me, did I agree with Ron Rivera not using the timeouts? When you, I, No, I don't. I told him immediately, no, I didn't, wouldn't he let him finish. I don't I don't agree with it. Ron Rivera not using the timeouts when you're only down 14 with a little over two minutes to go. That's where I need to see something from that offense. I need to put something on tape because what if it seemed like when this offense was moving, it was up-tempo, and they were just, they were going. And that tempo, tempo, you hit out a lot in the NFL. But looking at this team, the Washington football team today, tempo seemed to be a good thing. And if they could get that type of tempo on a regular basis, possibly a la uh, the K-Gun offense, not quite, because nobody can has ever duplicated the K-Gun offense to perfection, such as Jim Kelly and those Buffalo Bills of the 90s, but something like that i mean kind of like uh even if you want to do it a a, a a d gun for haskins Dwayne gun you know uh where it's just moving you know it's kind of like a two-minute offense and you're marching up and down the field because they can move it but haskins has to make the right read he has to come to the line check out of plays you know it's, it, it 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 comes but I think he's capable of doing it. He's smart enough to do it. And the line has to give him time. I think that line, it, it did pretty well for three quarters. And it's like everything just fell apart on both sides of the ball. So I'm not going to sit here and, and descend upon Dwayne Haskins. I'm not going to descend upon uh, Coach Rivera for not using timeouts. It's a learning experience. I understand why he doesn't. Do I agree with it? No. But that's why I do what I do for a living. And he's the head coach of the Washington football team. I mean, but I don't agree with it. I would like to see more effort from the team. I mean, when Ron Rivera speaks, I actually want to run through a wall for this man. I, I I would I think I would absolutely enjoy playing for Ron Rivera because he's not asking anything astronomical. He's not asking me to paint the sixteen the Sistine Chapel. He's not asking me to build Rome in a day. He's asking me to go out there and do my job. And if everybody, if all fifty three men do their job. We can be a successful team. That's all he's asking. 
I would run through a brick wall for that dude. And I haven't felt like that about a coach here in quite some time. I felt like that about a few coaches over the years, but a coach here in, in, in D.C., I haven't felt like that in a while. Uh, Gruden didn't in, inspire me to do that. Uh, neither did Shanahan, of course. Uh, Zorn didn't. Gibbs, of course. Greg Williams, of course. Uh, because those are old school coaches. Those are my type of coaches. Uh, Ron Rivera is that type. So I will say this. I still say 11 and 5 for this team. You got to get through the growing pains first and then it's going to it's going to roll. This team is going to pick up the pace. They're going to pick up the pieces and they're going to roll. So football team nation, don't panic. We're all right. Uh we we're, we're good. We're not where we want to be, but we're better than most. How about that? Uh, still number one in the NFC East for a third week straight. Um, but at one and two, it's not saying much. Being first in the NFC East when you got the Cowboys at one and two behind you. O two and one Philadelphia and 0 three New York. It's not saying much. So after. I'm not even going to really say after Monday. It's after 12 o'clock, so it's Monday morning. And we need to forget about that uh, Cleveland loss and start focusing on next week. Because I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to accept losing on a constant basis and we're not learning from it. So next week is a test and I'm not going to say, oh, well, Washington's going to beat Baltimore. It's a battle of, the, uh, of 295 is what it is, because if you go straight up 295, you hit the inner harbor, you have M&T Bank Stadium. And then you come down 295 and you jump on 95. You got uh FedEx field. So it's a battle. Of, I don't know if you want to call it a battle of the beltway battle of 295, but you got our neighbors, our AFC neighbors from the North coming down. And I'm not saying that this team is going to come out there and shock the world and beat them. What I'm saying is you got to go toe to toe. Uh, Baltimore is a gorilla. Baltimore's King Kong. How do you beat King Kong? You walk up to him and you bust him in the mouth. So next week, this team needs to walk up to one of the strongest teams in the league, one of the well-coached teams in the league, and bust him in the mouth. I'm not saying it's going to be a win, but bust him in the damn mouth. Do not back them. Do not fear Lamar Jackson. You, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him, but you need to limit what he does. He can be beat, and I love Lamar. We all do here at Sideline Junkies, but this is a team that 
if we want to do anything this season, we want to do anything in this league, you got to beat the best. You got to play up to your competition, not down. So you got to walk up to them, pop them in the mouth. And then when you got them stumbling, pop them again. But when you get them on the ground, you put your foot on their neck and you impose your will on them. That's what I feel has to be done. That's what needs to be done. That's what is going to be done. So that's my thoughts for week three, my tidbits. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, of course, wherever you're listening at, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, it doesn't matter. Thank you. Uh, continue to listen. Make sure you subscribe so you never, ever, 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 ever miss an episode. Uh, myself and the rest of the junkies will be back, I'll say, Tuesday. And we'll deliver another episode because we need to talk NBA Finals. Uh, we need to talk Stanley Cup Finals. We need to talk AL and NLDS. We We got a lot to talk outside of NFL so stay tuned for that and uh, a few other things that we need to get done this week so be on the lookout I'm the big guy KG to well four Big Jim Junie uh, Allen all on special assignment tonight uh, I don't do no overtime so I am out of here